0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to East to West Weight Loss Surgery, the podcast. I'm April Williams, and I'm the West. And I'm Jason Smith, and I'm the East. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Becca, who is a pre-op in her journey to weight loss surgery. So we are talking all things pre-op today. we got a great show lined up for you guys with a super question that uh, was brought to us by Becca. So we thought what better way to address that than to bring her on and uh, we'll talk about it. I'm super excited to be here. So Beck, I have to say, we're so thankful that you reached out with your question. And I do have to say, this gave me a little bit of like a, oh, duh moment. So I am a, a high school teacher. I pride myself on creating lessons and being super prepared so that like, you know, my students, if they have questions, already have the answer. And I absolutely left that part of my brain behind when Jason and I started East to West. <laughs> because... Uh, you asked this question and it so struck me like all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh I didn't even think that people wouldn't understand you know like what we're talking about or what we're referencing so it was I mean I'm so thankful that 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 you sent that question and then of course as soon as you sent it you and I had that conversation and I messaged Jason and I was like Jason dude we gotta have Beck on we gotta talk about this and even Jason and I were like oh yeah that that would probably make a lot of sense it's like, yeah, that, that, that's really good. So thank you very much for, uh, for, for, for asking that question and, and sending it in. So if you guys have been following us for a while, you know that we have been deep diving into identity. We've been trying to do a lot of work around, you know, what identity is and how we kind of create this identity for us after weight loss surgery, because we realize that, um, you know, our old life or old self is not what's gonna serve us moving forward. So Becca sent this question verbatim uh, to me on Instagram. She said, I'm only halfway through episode three, but I want to talk about identity because I want to figure out my own identity, but I don't know how to start. And I mean, that question just, boom, hit me like a ton of bricks. So really, you know, when you asked me that question, I thought, okay, well, the gist of your question is, you know, I don't know what my current identity is and I want to start doing this work because I know things, right? I know that my identity uh, is going to have to change after weight loss surgery. And I think it's super profound that you're actually doing this work before you've even like had, had the weight loss surgery. I think that really just speaks to, you know, your commitment to making sure that this, is successful for you because, as we've said, I think in every episode now, and as Wendy taught us, you have a 50% chance of relapsing two years after weight loss surgery. And that two year window is so critical, so important that we really dive into these issues and, and figure stuff out. Uh, and yeah, just the fact that are thinking about it, yeah, it's super important. So it's just, it's, it's a question I think that a lot of people have never really thought about. Um, and Becky, you and I talked about this a little bit, and we will talk about this. When we when we dive into the show, but you know, identity is something that I think uh, a lot of people don't know that it's something that they should think about, or it's something that they just don't, um, you know, they don't want to go there for a lot of different reasons. Uh, sometimes it's easier to just operate on autopilot, and we totally get that. But you know, if we want to do this this work, this meaningful work, then. Um, you know, these are kind of the questions that that we have have to ask. So, you know, and it's also difficult too because, you know, identity, it's multifaceted. And I think sometimes we get locked into thinking like, oh, my identity is only, you know, this one thing. And, uh, and it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's all encompassing. So I just have to say, I'm very thankful that, that you asked this question. And as Jason, and I have been talking a lot about this, the identity, this is not just about, um, You know, weight loss surgery. This is the work that everybody can be doing, no matter where you are in life. This is just about, um, you know, this is about how we become the person that we want to be. If we're not happy with with an aspect of our life, if we're not happy with where we're at, you know, instead of searching for those outside things, it's you know, we can really, I think, accomplish quite a bit if we if we look for the inside things. So, yeah, just I hope everybody knows this isn't just related to weight loss surgery. It's it's a big piece of it, but it's important for I think everybody just to. Yeah, to, to, to know and explore. So the other thing I want to make sure that I say too is that we record our podcast on Zoom, which is awesome because not only is it a true podcast, but then you can actually log on to our YouTube channel and you can watch us. And today kind of towards the, the middle and the end, we're going to be sharing some graphics. So uh, if you are a visual learner like me and you're listening and you're thinking like, oh man, it would be really nice if I could like see what they're talking about. Guess what? You can, <laughs> all you have to do is find us on uh, YouTube and all you need to do is type in East, the number two West underscore WLS and we'll pop up and, and this podcast will be, will be visible there. So Jason, I know you need to hop off. We're, we're recording this on a different day, uh, but is there anything that you'd like to add before you, uh, before you have to leave us? Uh, just want everybody to uh, really, really tune in and, and pay attention to the information that's given because there's going to be a lot of fantastic information today for pre-op patients, um, for everybody involved. Uh, If you know somebody that's going to be pre-op, that's very important to get this information across. So everybody just uh, listen up and enjoy the the show, even though I'm not going to be a a part of the rest of it. I just appreciate being on for the little bit that I was. As always, Jason, we, we appreciate you. It wouldn't be East to West if you weren't a part of it. So, you know. That's true. That's true. All right, well, thank you ladies. And you guys have a good one. All right, thanks, Jason.
1: Bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right, Becca, as Jason's hopping off here. I would love for you to be able to uh, introduce yourself a little bit to, to us. We, I mean, you and I are getting to know each other pretty well, but our listeners or our watchers aren't. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your backstory?
1: Sure. So as you, as you said, I, I'm i Becca. Um, I am 22 years old. I am a full-time student. Um, and when there's not a pandemic outside, I am a preschool teacher. Um, so since I can remember, I've always struggled with my weight. Um, my mom has kind of just said that since I was five, when I got my tonsils and adenoids taken out, the weight just kind of like, appeared kind of almost. Um, So I've always kind of been known as like the fat or ugly friend or just like the funny girl. So um, I just accepted it. And about two years ago, I was actually doing like really well on keto. Um, And I lost 70 pounds in that year spanned. And um, like, it just made such a difference, just those 70 pounds. And then um, life went spiraling my um, boyfriend, father committed suicide and we both just kind of like i went spiraling because of my own mental health um background um so it kind of landed me here like i just kind of gained back all of my weight and then some Um, so it's been it's been rough
0: (laughs) oh yeah that that is definitely rough um, and I think a lot of us can relate to you, your story growing up, the way it just sort of appeared. And then we, we kind of morphed into this person to fit right. into these social circles that we wanted to be a part of. And then pretty soon that was just kind of like how we were living our life. And it, Jason speaks about that all the time, right? He was just the, the fat, funny guy who was over the top in personality. Cause that was just, you know, what kind of what he thought, thought he needed to be. So, so tell us about your VSG journey. How did you, how did you arrive at, um, yeah, at, at, wanting to have weight loss surgery? Um,
1: so like you said, I am pre-op still so right now. I'm like kind of in the middle of doing my prerequisites for insurance, but because the world is almost ending right now, everything is closed. Um, <laughs> kind of not at a standstill. Um, but it's just becoming real. Like I, I mean, when I was younger, I had a, well, it was like a it was like an aunt to me, but it was more my mom's best friend. She had bypass and I was like, whoa. And then I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, that's kind of like a lot. Like I could do this. And like, you know, like the basic, like I could do this easy. Uh, I'm going to do weight. Um, it's, it's never like that. Um, and just like one day it just kind of like hit me. I was just like, I've got to do something something has to happen and i was like i've done this i've done that i've done the third and it's just that same cycle of you gain back all your weight and then pretty much always more um so yeah it was just like it it was it
0: (laughs) yeah yep nope i i we We've all been there. We absolutely have all been there. Yes. So your your story is absolutely unique to you, but everybody, everybody in the weight loss surgery community is going, mm-hmm, yep, nope, totally get that. Totally get that. So how did you find Jason and I? How did you find East to West Weight Loss Surgery?
1: So um, I made my loss surgery account to kind of keep myself like accountable um, to say, like, and I kind of just went on like this follow spree like I normally do. I'm like, I'm just going to follow everybody who comes up on the VSG hashtag. And so um, I stumbled upon your page and you posted about the virtual bariatrics meetup. um, And I was like, I don't know about this. And you were just just like, come on, like, join us. Like, I hope to see you. And I'm like, okay. Um, So I did and then you were talking like it was just me and you in the chat first time like um, before everybody hopped on and you were just kind of telling me like what East to West was who Jason was and um, I mean as you and Jason know I kind of call you like my PSG mom and dad because like as much as I know and like I know from you guys like that's everything that I know so far.
0: Well, I'm super glad that you found all of us. And I know that you will continue your learning with all all things related weight loss surgery. But um yeah, we're we're very happy that that we connected. And it was actually a hilarious story. So when you told I think you told Jason and I independently, but kind of around the same time that I was your VSG mom and he was your VSG dad. And I was, Jason and I were chatting and I was like, man, what the hell? She says that I'm her mom. I was like, oh, hell no. Like I need to set, Mm -mm, no. And then Jason was like, "Um, how old are you? And I was like, oh. Oh no. And then, you know, very hilariously he's like, you know, you could be her mom. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. I'm done with you. I'm done being your friend. Like, uh-uh. So Jason very quickly brought me back to reality, was like, uh, you know, that's a compliment, and you are that old. And I was like, oh. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that is not on you, girl. That is not on you. That's just me I'm still not recognizing that I'm 39, still thinking that I'm 25. So it's all good. But like you, I mean, as you know, and it's like, we always say we are here to support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. And and I'm glad that glad that we're connecting. And the whole reason we wanted to do this was to have these types of conversations with other people who are either about to go through weight loss surgery or who have had weight loss surgery, because the best Jason, I find the best way to learn about our own experiences is to talk about other people's experiences with them. So this is absolutely perfect. Uh, so if you guys want to follow Becca along in her journey, we absolutely encourage you to do so. She is on Instagram at refreshing.becca. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. And she would love your support. Uh, so Becca, is there any part of the question that you want to like define or reiterate or did is the just kind of correct? Like, are you just saying, like, I don't really know what my current identity is, but I want to start doing this work. So like, where do I start?
1: Right. Um, it's pretty much, you're pretty much spot on. Um, so during the virtual meetup, you were talking about identity too. And, I I'm behind on a podcast, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> um it's all good. <laughs> um, but I was watching the third one, and I finished watching it, and I was like, "All right, like we're talking about identity, identity, identity." But like, I was like, "I already know who I am. Like, I'm I'm Becca. Like, like what is there? What else is there to know?" And like, after like the ep- like the episode, I was just like, "I, I just lied to myself because I have no idea who I am. Like." even still like after like our conversations and like going through some stuff like i was just like uh so who who am i so i um yeah that just it totally made me ask that question so like i'm pretty much just interested in like finding out how to identify myself
0: I am, I'm right there with you. I, I have this conversation often with, um, with my sister and actually the most powerful conversation I have was with my sister and, and her friends. Uh, it's a little bit foreign to me because a big part of my identity is, is being a teacher. I am I, just, that is just who I am at my core. I love to learn. And then if I'm excited about something, I like to share that with the world, which is, as you know, basically teaching. Uh, so for me, that part of my identity has always been rock solid. It's just a calling. I I just know. Uh, and for a lot of people, I think they struggle with that. They just don't know, like, what am I called to, or, you know, what am I, what am I here? You know, what am I supposed to do? And I think that it is also a part of our identity, right? Just work and what we do to make a living is such a huge piece of American life. Um, but it's also never something that is taught to us about like, well, how do I think about my identity? And, you know, who really am I as a person? And it's very easy to get into the mode of just going through the motions of life, going through what you are told to do. Well, I'm going to go to school and then I'm going to pick a job and I'm going to make money and then I will have rent and then I do this and that. So that's very, that's very surface. And uh, I think diving into our identity and really thinking about it is difficult it's it's a lot of work it's it brings up a lot of emotions but the you know the reward for that is i think that all of a sudden your life if you're living your identity if you identify your identity and then you really kind of start living it it becomes much more rewarding that is your purpose in life is to live your life as your identity is to live those ideals to live those values to live those beliefs and then i think when you really start doing that things start falling into place because it gives you a way when when an opportunity comes before you might've just said yes to everything because you had no idea what you're actually about. But once you kind of start understanding what your identity is and you get really clear with it, I think it makes it very easy to say, Oh, well, these are the types of things that I want to do. And then you start gravitating towards those things. And then as opportunities come, you can check that opportunity against your identity and you can say, well, that aligns to me or that doesn't align to me. So it's just, it's just a way to really start uh, to to help us make decisions. I think it's a way to get crystal clear about what we want in life and, and, and to really provide that path for us to, to move forward. And if you don't have that, then you're just kind of like moving through life aimlessly and you, and you don't know what the point is. So that's why, you know, in, in, in our conversations and in the conversations I've had with David or excuse me, with Jason, and then even with my therapist, Wendy, you know, identity is not just weight loss surgery. It's something that I think I identified quickly with because I realized like what you had said, I kind of been living a lie and I just hadn't really done the work. And I, I had this public identity and then I had a, a private identity that didn't necessarily match. So it, this learning for me just happened to come out of the lens of weight loss surgery, but this is a lens. This is this is something that can be applied to everybody's life no matter yeah where we are or, or what we do. So, okay. So I am of course not an expert. That's the whole humility part in this. So I just want to make it clear the questions that I'm going to ask you today and the things that I'm going to say are simply what I have experienced as an individual moving forward and the things that we'll share today, like on the screen, are things that Wendy, who is a licensed mental health counselor, has provided me. It's from the book Atomic Habits, which you and I are both in love with. So, right, so I'm definitely drawing on the things that I've learned from the experts, but I'm absolutely not the expert. So this isn't to say, like, this is the end-all, be-all. This is, this is just the process that I followed when I had the same questions that, that you did. So um, I'm just gonna kind of go through the steps and I'm just gonna ask you what your answer is at, at the very moment for these questions. And if you don't know the answer, it's totally fine. Just say like, oh God, I don't know. Or that seems like it's really raw to me or you know, "You, you do you, but um, whatever you feel comfortable with, definitely share. And then um, I will also add in my experiences if, if, if I feel that feel the necessary. Okay. So, so basically I think when you have this question, what is my identity or where do I start? I think there's really four steps to figuring out. The first step is you have to get clear with what your current identity is. You have to start with the foundation. You got to figure out where you are at. And then your second step is to really think about how is my current identity impacting my life right now? And then really start kind of breaking it down into two areas well what part of my identity is serving my life and what part of my identity is not serving my life and then you can even go a step further what part of my current identity will serve me after weight loss surgery what part of my identity will not serve me after weight loss surgery uh and while in our previous discussions with wendy right there's multiple facets to our to our identity but if we know we only have two years to to find success after weight loss surgery we should probably focus on that area of identity that's, that's going to help us with our weight loss surgery. So, so that's why we'll, we'll kind of steer the conversation in that direction. And then the third step is to refine and revise, right? So what do you want your identity to be? What type of person do you want to be? What, what do you want your life to look like moving forward? So let's get crystal clear on that. And then once we've really refined and revised, then we kind of have to plan backwards right so we have to say like okay well this is the person that i want to be or you know this is who i am what would i do then in my everyday life to to live that identity right so what evidence would i be collecting to prove to myself and to the world this this is what i'm doing and we've talked about really those that third and that fourth step in 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 previous conversations and episodes and videos but that's okay we're we're really going to go through this whole process as one continuous process just so we can show people that you know this work can be done it's it's worthy work it's not like this huge you know undertaking but these are just things that things that we can think about so okay so we're just gonna, i'm just going to i'm going to go very back to <laughs> going to go back to step 1 so step 1 get clear with your current identity so, the big question: have you thought about this? What is your current identity? I don't know
1: <laughs> um, I mean i like I kind of know who I am um but I don't know how I identify okay
0: so so when you say like I kind of know who I am, right Can you go any deeper, like what are your values or what do you believe in? what are those like? What are those ideals and principles that you feel are at your core, no matter what the situation is in life? Right. Um, So
1: I think like some of my values are creativity. Um, I'm very, a much like visual learner. I like the creative kind of aspect of life. Um, I mean, I'm a writer, artist, crafter. so I kind of see that as something I truly value. Um, friendship and um, support as, as one collectively. Um, I mean, I, I guiltily wouldn't probably be here without my support system that has gotten me this far. Um, and then health, obviously, because I mean, I, I'm doing this work for a reason. Um, I want to get weight loss surgery for a reason. Um, education. So as I said, I am in school and I am a preschool teacher. Um, so that's a huge part of my life, um, and also kindness. I'm a very huge person that like kind of preaches kindness. Um, you know, I write "Be kind" on like every opportunity I see. Like if even if it's not at home, like at the grocery store, I'll write "Be kind" somewhere. Um, so something like that is kind of like what I value. Um, some of the, so I had some trouble with the ideals and principles. Um, We had that conversation. And so I kind of thought about it a little bit and I realized that like, it's more like freedom of speech and equality for all for me. Um, Those are two of the the huge ones for me.
0: And I think, which was, they're also things that are very important to, to me. I'm very much a part of my identity is, is, Seeking the truth and speaking the truth, and I get real pissed off when I see people not doing those things and I tend to call people out on it, which is not always a good thing, uh, but I really had to reflect on that in my uh, with myself because if i if i if I say that my identity is to be truthful and to seek the truth, it was really hard for me to admit I actually wasn 't doing that in my own life right because part of my Part of my previous identity, part of my public identity, was, well, I'm a healthy person. Well, yeah, I went to yoga. And I ate some salads. And I took some vitamins. But I actually did that less than what I was actually doing in private. So publicly, I was saying, no, look, I'm doing all these things to be a healthy person. and I can't lose the weight. Privately, I was doing things and I was working really hard to lose the weight, but I wasn't doing what I was saying I was doing publicly. So that's where I realized I was really getting into trouble because I was trying to live this life of two separate identities and it's exhausting. Uh, but I could see where it would be equally exhausting, just kind of not like knowing what I'm all about and just kind of moving through the world without without knowing that. So are there pieces of your true identity that you feel, um, are going to serve you well after weight loss surgery?
1: Um, I mean, a lot of my, a lot of them I think will actually serve me, but there's, there's definitely like bits and pieces of some that won't. Um, for example, like, I say education and I'm going to school and stuff like that like school is a huge huge stress on my life um and that that is a part of why I ended up here like at this weight because I stress eat that's that's my coping mechanism right now is stress eating um which a lot of people that I've seen in the community can relate to that they had that same like I'm just gonna stress eat stress eat and um yeah so like that's definitely like that's like a positive and a negative kind of like of education. That's not going to suit me. Like I'm getting my education. I'm like doing better for my life, but the stress that's on like me for the education, like in my life is like not suiting me at
0: all. Correct. Right. So, so your outward identity is, you know, look, I'm learning, I'm growing. I'm, I'm, you know, I am a learner, right. That, that is a huge part of your identity, but your private identity is I'm a learner that doesn't know how to do it without the, the, the crutch of food, so to speak. Right. In all my conversations with Wendy recently, she's really had me focus on the stories. What stories am I telling myself that am that, that are keeping me from, from making lasting change. And one of the stories that I often tell myself is that well, I'm stressed and the only way that I can get through stress is to eat. That's not true. That's not a truthful story but it's a story that I tell myself for a lot of different reasons, right? And and any, any mental health counselor is going to say, your brain is wired to do things to help you survive. And for whatever reason, something clicked in your brain years ago that said, well, the only way that I can get through this is to eat food. And, you know, thank God your brain did that because your brain really thought that you were going to die, right? Like your brain was like, no, nope, you are not going to make it. You need to do something to survive. So your brain did exactly what it was wired to do, which is to help you survive. Uh, it's just the survival mechanism me- mechanism it picked turns out to be one that will actually kill us in the long term. So there's all kinds of like forces within ourselves that are battling each other and, and they they just they they lead to not great results. And I think what is so devastating for many after weight loss surgery, myself included, is that you know a couple of days after surgery, you get stressed, you're angry, you're mad, you're in physical pain, you are really uncomfortable. And you just start thinking like, what the hell did I do to myself? This is ridiculous. And then your very first instinct is to go eat something. And all of a sudden you can't. And, and it is so heartbreaking because you just, at, for me at that moment, I just realized, oh my God, I am so dependent on food. I don't know how to live my life without food. And that is just like, uh, right gut wrenching it's just it's it's hard to deal with but to be successful we have to figure out how how to do that without it so so when you think of your current identity so so one of the pieces so you said well part of my identity is health your current identity is health okay what does that mean to you can you define that for me what what is what does it mean when you say well part of my identity is, is I'm a healthy person
1: right um so I mean, like you, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm healthy. Like, I don't have any, like, I don't have diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, but I'm severely obese. That's the, that's the huge part of it. And like, um, I would just say like, I, I'm healthy. Like I, I like fruits and vegetables and I eat like, I don't eat that like much, I guess. Like, I don't know. And so Um, I mean, I need to have a better relationship with food. That's like part of being healthy is like having a better relationship with food and, um, knowing instead of like the average, like, oh, I eat to, to live, not like living to
0: eat. Um, that's a huge part for me. So, so if I asked you, okay, well, what evidence do you have so so if I'm the judge, right? If if you're the lawyer, I'm the judge and you're you're saying, "No, look, my client is a healthy person." What evidence would you show me? Would you give to me that would that allow me to go, "Yeah, no, that that's a healthy person." Do you have any of that evidence? No, not really. And that's brutal to say, huh?
1: Right, yeah.
0: I was like, oh my God, like now I'm being called on the carpet and I actually have to come up with the evidence that I'm, that I am living this identity and crickets. Right. Yep. And I'm absolutely, you are me eight months ago, nine months ago. That's absolutely where I was at, right? Because I did the same thing. Well, but I am, I don't know why, I don't know why I had weight loss surgery. I'm a healthy person. But yet, yeah, I'm, I was severe. I was super like morbidly obese or super morbidly obese. Right. So clearly all of the evidence that's even public says, no, you are not a healthy person. Right. Because I am a super morbidly obese person. So I really don't have ev- evidence of that. So I, I, yeah, you got to check yourself. You, you have to get real with it. Um, so do you think, do you have a public and a private identity? Or do you think you you, you just have one one identity?
1: I mean, I think I'm kind of like in the middle. Um, I like, I mean, I try to be transparent, like with how I feel, like especially like people in my support system and, and like that, I guess. But like you were saying like, oh, I'm healthy, like all this, like, ooh. Um, but then like on the side, you're like, I'm not um so i i think it's like almost like a perfectly kind of like in the middle of having both
0: okay
1: because i i personally like fight my own demons like i know i don't like i'm not like i don't look good because i'm i am obese and um but in public like i try to hold myself up with confidence and like if people ever snark or look or like make comments
0: i kind of just go (laughs) so yes and no yes and it's funny you should say that I was actually thinking about this thinking about that this morning because you know despite my despite my older size and you're the same way too. despite our sizes we've been able to accomplish some really great things in our life so it gave me a lot of comfort knowing that I you know pieces of my identity are solid. I'm not like start. I'm not like this isn't like scorched earth policy or anything here because I've done some amazing things in my life. And I know parts of me are real because I have been able to accomplish some fantastic things in my life. Just like you, you're a kindergarten teacher. That is not easy to do. That is, I mean, you and I know the work that that teaching is, and we've been able to excel in it. We've been able to do good things with it. We have support systems. We have people in our lives who love us for us, even if we don't exactly know, you know, who we are, that's okay. It means that there are really good pieces in there. So we're not starting from scratch, but we are definitely going with, okay, who am I? What is my identity? And what what parts of it need to change? So that that kind of brings us to that to the second step, talking about our current impacts. So how is your current identity really shaping or defining your life? How, you know, are, are you able to point to aspects of your identity that you can kind of say now, no, that, that, that's part of the reason that's keeping me behind or holding me behind, or that's part of the reason why I weigh what I weigh. Have you been able to dive into any of that? And That's hard. It's, that's not a, that is not an easy question to, to answer, but it's critical because if we don't identify what's not working, we're never gonna be able to change it. Right. Um, so maybe that's a better question. What is not working for you right now? What What is, right, like clearly you're just like, well, I thought that this would be the case, but clearly this is not working for me.
1: Right. Um, I kind of go back to like the health and education part of my values, so like, I, I focus my life kind of, like, around work and school, and so my excuse, like, even my parents call me out on it all the time. Oh, you're always doing homework. You're always got homework due. You've always, and, like, it's kind of just, like, yeah, that's my excuse. That That's that's what I go to. Oh, I can't go for a walk right now. I, I have to do homework. So they kind of go, like, hand in
0: hand almost. So why do you think you... Why do you think you do that why why do you let homework or why 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 do you let that story uh, be the most important story in your life? Excuse you <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, We're busy over here. Um, I mean I think it's it's cause like maybe I'm scared, but also like it's also something that i'm very passionate about too at the same time like yeah like i have homework to do i i've procrastinated all day but like right now in this minute i have to do homework um they're just excuses at this at this
0: point what do you think you're scared of scared about that's a really that's a super powerful word that's a like eh, light bulb what, what what are you what are you scared about
1: i have no idea there's
0: really nothing to be scared about technically no right like rationally you're you are absolutely correct uh, but your your rational brain is not the one that that's controlling the situation right now it's your it's your irrational b- brain uh, being scared was a huge part of of i think my how I live my life being scared was a really big part of the fact that i had two two identities uh, i'm very much a person who um You know, I I like to be liked, I like to be a part of a group, I I like to be, you know, out there, I like to be creating like you, but I'm also not a risk taker. I am a a very much a calculating person, right? I do not like to do things if I don't have a 95% chance of success because I do not want to fail, right? I I had some experiences when I was younger that really resonated with me and they made me very afraid to fail. And i mean like i said if if i don't have that 95 percent success ratio i ain't doing it and that is tragic because there's so many things that i could have already done already tried already learned and failing did not kill me it never will kill me but yet i was i was so scared to try something new that that you know that, that i just didn't want to go there and i think with my weight loss too I too lost 70 pounds following a a doctor supervised medical program. I felt great, Uh, but I got to my low weight and two things struck me. Uh, You know, I I realized, Oh my God, I don't want to eat like this because I was eating packet foods and and I wasn't happy. And I was angry at the amount of food that I was not consuming. I wanted to consume more. I wanted to feel full. I wanted to, right. I wanted that numbing sensation and I couldn't get it. And that was very frustrating. And then, um, I just realized, oh my God, I don't know how to live at a lower weight, and those two things always would coalesce, and I would just absolutely panic, and I just thought, oh nope, I can't, I can't do this. I'm out. Right? I'm going to go back to my old ways because this is this is so hard. This is so frustrating. I know that I'm eventually going to fail, which was a story I was telling myself, right? So I'm nope. It doesn't me being fat for some reason, never equated to me failing, right? It was just like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, It's, it's almost like, which I've heard before, talked about it a lot. It's that, you know, well, there's a, there's a bad fat person and there's a good fat person. A good fat person is always trying to better themselves. So at least society looks at you as like, oh, well, you're a good fat person. You're trying to lose weight, right? So that's not failure because I'm trying. I'm doing everything I possibly can do to, to not weigh this weight. And, and I can say that truthfully. I really was doing everything I could do to, to not to lose the weight. But there was also this piece of me that said, well, but you know you're always, you're gonna fail at that. So you can keep trying, but you're always gonna come back to here. So that's okay, right? Just, oof, not good things that kept me perpetually stuck in this, this environment. Uh, but I think like you, I got to the point where it was like, something's gotta give. I can't keep living like this. I feel like I am losing my mind. I'm on a damn hamster wheel of, of, of weight loss. And it's driving me crazy. And I was even getting to the point where I was starting to have very minor, minor health things creep up. I, My husband, I, I miscarried twice. And every single time my phenomenal doctors just said, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your husband. You have a one in a billion chance of actually conceiving a child you know, to birth. So it's not you. But every time I would ask the question, well, there's got to be something I can do. And they would just say, well, I mean, the medical research is kind of there but you know weight can sometimes impact okay but you just yeah it's it's not good so so if you're if you're struggling with identifying like okay well how, how is this currently impacting your life I think you kind of know right you're you're scared about something I don't want to approach this so I'm going to use these pieces of my identity to shield myself from actually doing the work okay And you know, when you and I talked about this, I'd said, you know, it might be kind of hard to figure this out because you're not actually living that life yet. You're not to that point of desperation where you actually cannot use food anymore because right now you can still use food Mm -hmm. and you can, you can go back to that. Yeah. Right. So that's always your fallback, but after surgery, that's not your fallback anymore. You are out of options. And my dad's most famous favorite line is, I'm totally butchering this, but he basically says like, change only occurs when the pain of remaining the same is too great. And you're definitely at that threshold. The, the pain of living the same is so great that you were willing to undergo major surgery to give you a tool to finally battle that. So I think it's important to know that if you, if you feel like you can't do this work now, I'm going to tell you that's a story. You absolutely can do this work now. So- but once you have the surgery, you're going to have a tool that is very powerful and will help you complete this work. So, if you choose to dive into this now, you absolutely can, and I think you should. Uh, if you dive into this work after you have surgery, awesome—you have an extra tool to, to get that done. So, I would just really encourage you to really continue to get clear about what your current identity is. Write it down. Write down everything that, that you're thinking of, and then once you've identified all these things that are that. That you say okay no th- this is my identity kind of go go through each piece what evidence do i have that says that i am living this identity right and just take note of it because as you said like with health i think I, my identity is a healthy person i don't have any evidence of that okay and then really get honest with okay what how are these aspects of my identity? How are they currently impacting me? And be really honest about that. And I think you're you're well on the way to doing that. You I mean you already know, like, well, part of my identity is I'm a learner, which is awesome. But I'm using that identity to allow me or to to give myself permission to not deal with these with these other facets of my life. So I think really getting clear about okay, how is this currently impacting me? Um, and what parts of my identity are going to help me after weight loss surgery and what parts are going to hinder me after weight loss surgery? So thinking like just where you are right now with all these crazy thoughts, what, who do you have to be to be successful after weight loss surgery? what's the type of person you like, yeah. Like, what are you going to have to do? What, what values are you going to have to live by? What is your, what, what identity are you going to have to have to be successful after weight loss surgery? Um,
1: I mean, it goes back to that, like almost health too. Like I'm going to have to like live like a healthy person, like, you know, get in all of my nutrients, go exercise, stop making excuses and just like do it. Like, um, that's a huge one. Um, I mean, after, like, I just want to have that ability to, like, be active, too, and, like, not feel, um, like, joint pain anymore, or, like, my back pain as frequent as I feel it,
0: too. So, when you, when, so, so when you think of a healthy person, is there somebody in your life who you Know to be a healthy person. What does that person do every day that you see to be a healthy person?
1: It's, it's, it's that work out, eat healthy. Um, it's also like a positive attitude, too. Um yeah. I mean that's also another one's like the attitude positive attitude be happy kind of portion too. Um that's definitely something like after surgery I want us like take as like a value and like hold it.
0: And that can be that can be a challenging one, right? Because things happen in life and we're we can't always be happy. We can't always have, have a, a, a good attitude. Do you think there's something that that person, do you think that that person is just like a naturally happy person? Or do you think that there's something that that person is doing to help create a happier outlook on life for themselves? Do you think it's something they work at? Or do you think it's something that they just like naturally have? It's probably both. Um,
1: I mean, there's some evidence there that like, you know, working out and uh, eating healthy helps you feel better. So, I mean, yeah, it could totally be both.
0: Yeah. The the, the the learning that I've done around happiness, I continue to kind of hear the same things, is that happiness is not about, um, you know, like setting a goal and then reaching that goal, right? Uh, happiness is really kind of this this absence of desire. It's when we can sit back and we can just, not feel that we want or need anything beyond what we what we are or what we have or or our current situation which is great okay i I get that but how do i not want something How how do i not desire something uh and what i continue to hear is that gratitude is the key right if if we just take a step back and we're grateful for what we have we stop focusing on what we don't have. And we're only focusing on, on what we do have. And the, the more time and and space that we can make on our lives for gratitude, happiness tends to increase, which I guess would kind of go hand in hand. If I'm thankful for what I have, I all of a sudden realize, Oh, I really don't need any, I'm not desiring anything else beyond this. So I guess I, I guess I am happy. Uh, So while I think I, I, type of person. My personality is just a happy personality. So I guess I have that going for me, but I have certainly noticed, and maybe you've heard me talk about this and I talk about this often. I feel like after I had weight loss surgery, before surgery, 90% of my day was, was taken up with food, right? I was thinking about food. I was preparing food. I was shopping for food. I was, everything was food, 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 food. And after surgery, that all went away all of a sudden 90% of my day is free to think about whatever the hell I wanted to think about or do. So I can just imagine like, you know, if I apply that same, those same numbers to your situation, you're going to get done with your homework. So like you're going to all of a sudden be like, Oh my God, I have nothing to do because I've done everything that I had to get done on my to-do list. And then all of a sudden you have all this space in your brain to do other things. And the amazing gift, I think, of weight loss surgery is that now I have this brain power. Now I have this capacity to think about these things that we're talking about today, to think about my identity or to create the things that I've always wanted to create. That's what you said, you're a creator. like That's just like who you are inside. And I'm so excited for you to actually experience this this time gift that I just never knew was going to come with weight loss surgery. So I know that... um, that that's probably going to be a really big part of your identity moving forward. And to know that, well, now I have the time to be to, to focus on gratitude or now I have the time to really sit and reflect on this. Because I think if you're feeling like I have no time to do this work, I get what you're talking about because so much of your day is dedicated to some aspect of food. Do you, does that connect with you? Does that resonate with you? Or is that, are you experiencing something different?
1: No, it, it definitely
0: connects. It's just amazing how much, how much of our day is, yeah, taken up with food. It's just, just unbelievable. Okay, so, so, so being healthy is definitely going to be, be, be part of your identity. And you did kind of mention this. So what are some concrete things that you're going to have to do every day? How, how are you going to live as a healthy person? What would you have to do to produce the evidence to show that you are a healthy person?
1: Um obviously weight loss surgery that's that's my first step like
0: yep.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah um big old piece of evidence
0: I had weight loss surgery
1: right yeah, um and then putting in that work to to maintain and um so like taking my vitamins and making sure my protein's in and take water right <laughs> um. I mean I we've had this conversation like about the bullet journal um so I I think that's like a huge part like I like I've said to you like I I've always wanted a bullet journal, like bullet journal and I've just never I was like what, what do I need a bullet journal for what, yes. what, do, I, what do I need to track so <laughs> now it's like I will track now. Like I have something concrete that I need to do every day that I need to track.
0: Yes. Right. Because as you and I know, because we've done, uh, we've done our learning with James Clear and atomic habits. We, we have to have evidence that shows that we're living that identity. And the only way that we have evidence is basically to track it. Right. We have to physically gather these pieces of evidence that prove to us. Nope. We, right. we, we are, we are living this, this healthy life. So if you are watching this podcast, um, we're, we're sharing some information on the screen. And if I can get to the right, the right screen, that would be awesome. Um, there we go. So when I sat down and did this work, so we're in the refine and revise phase, right? My, my disappointment was, I just thought, okay, well, I would automatically be a healthy person. I thought my previous identity was I am a healthy person. I don't have that, I don't have that evidence. Uh, so, but I do want my identity to be a healthy person. I want people to look at me and go, that's a healthy person. And I want to have the evidence personally to say, no, I am a healthy person. So I sat down with this question, right? Like, who do I need to be? What, what, what do I need to be to be successful? Well, I do have to be a healthy person. That's the only way that I'm going to be successful after weight loss surgery. There's no magic bullet. Weight loss surgery doesn't do jack for our brain. Weight loss surgery only gives us the physical signals that we are full and to stop eating, which is a huge tool that I didn't necessarily have before. I did have it, but I didn't listen to it. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, okay, if I'm a healthy person, what am I going to be doing to, to, to live this healthy life? And I did what, the question that I asked you. I thought of the people who are truly healthy in my life. Right, the, the 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 healthy people, and really the healthiest people I know are actually my grandparents, which sounds maybe a little bit weird, but they are, freaking healthy people. They're 89, living their best lives. I mean, it's it's just phenomenal. Well, the healthy people in my life, they they get in their nutrition, they get in sleep, they are active. They're not gym rats. Obviously, my 89 year old grandfather's not going to Orange Theory Fitness and busting out you know hour long cardio things but they are active they're they're active people and they are mentally strong right so these four things were like nope this is this is what it would mean for me uh, to be a healthy person and if anybody from the outside looked at my life they would see see the same evidence and they would concur right they would go yep nope that that's a healthy person so once i identified these big things then i took it a step further right and i really I I planned backwards. I said, okay, well, if I am getting in my nutrition, what, what does that mean? Or what does that look like every single day? And for me, it was, well, I would track my food. I would actually know what I'm eating every day and I would be able to look at a food log and go, those are healthy choices or most of those things are healthy choices. I would be getting in my macros, right? So as you know, you've had some nutrition appointments, your surgeon's gonna say, you need this much protein, you need this much water, you should shoot for these carbs and this fat level, right? So, but I would again, have to track that. I would have to know what what I'm ingesting every day. And then if I noticed that I was not getting in those macros, I would need to make adjustments. And, and again, you can see there on my little page, a uh, water jug, right? I would be drinking lots of water. So yeah, you know, right? like this is the sort, like you can, oh, I swear to God, you can tell who's had weight loss because they're attached to their water jug or to their, to their beverage jug of choice. So, so I'd be doing that every day. And then I'd be taking my, my daily vitamins. Uh, and for me, it's great to write these things down. It's great to know like, oh no, this is what I need to do. I have to take it even a step further. So as you can see there, I said, track food. Okay, well, how am I going to track food? Well, I recommitted to Weight Watchers and I track my food now on the Weight Watchers app. It's been awesome. It works like a champ for me. Uh, how, how would I know that I'm getting in my macros? Well, I would have to be preparing meals and I'd have to be figuring out what those macros in right? Which goes into tracking my food. And it's great to say that I need to take my daily vitamins. I, before when I wrote this, I was not good at that. I just knew that that was something I was going to have to do if I wanted to, to have evidence that I was getting in my nutrition and being a healthy person. So as you can see there, my notes on the page said, well, I need to move vitamins to my existing habits Stops right? So for me, that meant that I, uh, I have a, a once a day multivitamin that I take and that I do two calcium chews. Well, I wasn't getting those inconsistently. So I take my multivitamin at night now when I take my sleep supplement. So those things go hand in hand. So I made it convenient. I made it so that I couldn't mess it up. And then I put my calcium chews. I have this beautiful little dish that I love, I put my calcium chews on that, on the, in that dish, they're on my counter right next to my smoothie station. Cause I have a a coffee or protein coffee or smoothie every day. So every time I eat one, I leave the wrapper on the counter, which drives me crazy because I don't like stuff on my counters, but there's my evidence. So not only is it a, it's a cue, it's a reminder that I need to do something, but I have the evidence that I've taken it because I got two wrappers on the counter. So once I know I've got two wrappers on the counter, oh, I've done it. I can check it off on my tracker, right? You've seen what my bullet journal looks like. I, I, I kind of track the same way that, that you do as well. So I go to my bullet journal, check it off. It's so powerful to look back on a month or just to look at the month so far and to see that I have the evidence that I've done this. Because before weight loss surgery, I would have I told anybody, oh no, like I eat, I eat good food. I mean, I, I, I sleep okay. Uh, no, I'm active all the time. I'm active all the time. And no, I'm, I'm seeing a counselor and I'm working on my, my mental strength. The only thing that I feel confident thinking back to that, to that old life was that I was, I was working on my mental strength. I've been working on my mental strength for years. Cause I've seen a counselor for 15 or 16 years at this point now, but everything else, I didn't have any evidence of that. I could, I can talk a great game but nowhere, if I was called in front of the judge, I would be like you, uh, like what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> I absolutely don't have anything. But now I can say I have something, right? And, and as James Clear says in, in, in the book, Atomic Habits, you don't need 100%. You don't need a unanimous vote, so to speak. You just need a majority. And it's so nice to be able to look back on my tracker and go, I have a majority. I might not be perfect. That's okay. But I, am, I have evidence that shows that I am living my healthy identity or this aspect of my, of my healthy identity. And, and if you don't have that evidence, you're going to tell yourself story after story after story. And you're going to all of a sudden realize that a year has gone by. Nothing has changed. And you're telling yourself the same story. And that's just devastating, right? That's not that's not what any of us want. So, so when you're looking at a graph like, like this, does this kind of make sense? Does this kind of help you get clear about like, okay, no, if this is who I want to be. This is what I have to do. And then here's how I'm going to make that happen.
1: Yeah, it totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, because like when you were talking about like, well, if I was a healthy person, I would be taking my vitamins or I would be active. Right. So you could be collecting evidence that aligns to this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, um, when we were in the, the meetup and you showed me this, I was like, wow, I was just like, this makes total sense.
0: You just kind of break it down. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And then the, the last step is really step four, which is just plan backwards, which is what, which is really what, what we've been talking about here. So when, when you look at this as a, as a whole, everything that we talked about today, what, what parts are you feeling like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I, I, I got this. Is it everything? Are there pieces to this?
1: I mean, it all kind of cor- correlates together. I mean, um, I think like my next point, like going through like all of this is kind of taking that. The visual that you have and just kind of breaking it up and saying all right so i want to be healthy i want to be happy i want to be able to do this i want to be able to do that but like i need to break it down how how i how how am i going to do this um so yeah i mean it, it, it's just all
0: I know <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> It, it can be a lot to think about, right? But the very good thing, the thing that I think is most powerful is that we know that our identities are multifaceted, right? We know that there, there could be 23 different parts that make up your identity. And that's probably a good thing because none of us are just one thing, right? We, we, we are multifaceted. Like you said, I'm an, I'm an educator, I'm a learner, I'm a creator. I want to be a healthy person. I want to be a happy person. Uh, You know, all of those things are what come together to make you who you are. So, you know, to to think that you just have to pick one thing is, it's powerful to know that you are multifaceted. I think it's also powerful to know that you can do this with any, with each of those facets of your life. Uh, And it's also powerful, which I've really had to, to teach myself because I'm very much an all-in person. Like, no, nope, I'm going to do it all at the same time, uh, which is detrimental because that's crazy. You can't take on that much work at once. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you in school. Like, well, I'm working full-time. I'm going to school full-time. It's really hard to do it all when, when you really are trying to do it all. It just, it, it, it bogs you down. So like for me... I focus, like right now, I'm still just focusing on nutrition because I haven't quite mastered all of that stuff yet, right? So I, I tracked my food in the Weight Watchers app. This past week, I didn't do great. Like I only maybe tracked a few meals. So I know that I haven't really mastered this yet. So I'm not going to move on to sleep activity and mental strength until I really have figured out my nutrition because I, I, I need this to stick. So I'm just going to chunk this out into, into little small pieces. So knowing that you don't need to tackle all of it at once, I think is also really powerful too. So when I think back to kind of those, those earlier questions about like, okay, what is my current identity? And then what, what parts of those are going to serve me or, or what, how are they currently impacting me? Do you feel like you, you have some new things to try to really help you dive into that, to get clear about your current identity? I do. Okay, what do you think is gonna be the most powerful tool or the most powerful piece for you in in helping to identify that?
1: I really think like, probably like the visual. It's like, I feel like we're on, like you said, like almost like the same, like this, like, like the first time I saw it, I was like, this makes sense. Like, this is just it, like, and like, I need to sit down now and say, okay, like, we talked about being a healthy person, like healthy and happy can totally cor- like correlate together. So like, I could totally just do that in one. Like, yeah. if I have my nutrition in, if I have like, if I'm get I'm um, getting my activities in, and if I'm going and seeing my therapist every two weeks, like I normally do, I I'm, I'm in a right step. Yeah, and being able to write it down like will just like make me like say like okay like I've done this this and this. So we're in the right step instead of the backward step, I guess.
0: Yep. Yep. Totally. And I would even encourage you, you can do the same, you can ask yourself the same questions now. So when, so when, if you sit down and you go, okay, what is my current identity? And you just, you write down everything that, that you can think of. And then you do this same thing, right? So, so if my current identity is, is healthy, right? What, what would that look like? Or what does that look like? right? And if you don't have evidence for that, that's okay. All you're doing is just acknowledging where I'm at, right? All I'm saying is like, okay, here is my current picture. And for me, when I did that, when I said, okay, here, here is where I'm at. I, I at least was in, in the space to go, okay, I know why I did that. Or I know why I think that. And I could at least thank my brain for doing what it needed to do to help me survive, Right. So it didn't kick me into the shame cycle, which would have kicked me down into eating a bag of Cheetos in the closet by myself. Right. <laughs> I could at least say, okay, you know what? Thank you, brain. You did what you were supposed to do and keep me alive. I, I thank you for that. And I definitely am in the place where that, that is true for me. I, I, thank, I thank my brain every day for doing what it needed to do to, to help me survive. So once I got that really clear landscape of nope, okay, this is who I am at the moment. I could at least say, I could look at that graphic and go, I'm not happy with this aspect of my identity, right? Like that is a part that I'm not happy about. I don't like it. And I can make it, I can choose to get rid of it, or I can choose to change it into a positive aspect of, of my identity, right? Because part of, part of my identity is, is, is definitely that, that fear thing. Right. And I'm not proud about that, that piece of my identity, but now that I've identified that I can use that as a positive, right? Because like starting this podcast with Jason, it was, it was definitely a huge fear thing for me. It was like, Oh God, but what if nobody listens or what if, you know, what if somebody doesn't like what I say, or what, you know, what if it just never gets off the ground? That that's always a fear that's in the back of my brain. But the flip side to that is, but look at what you're going to learn. Look at, look at what you're going to gain. Look at what you're going to understand about yourself and other people. So it was a very powerful way for me to flip something to, to be a positive instead of a negative. But if I would have never identified what, what all the pieces of my identity were, even the pieces that I didn't like, I would have never known that I had the power to, to, to tell myself a different story, to operate differently, and to look at it with a different lens. So I very much encourage you to dive deep and to go to those places of your identity that you just that you just don't want to go because there's reasons for everything. There's absolutely reasons for everything. Okay, so are you feeling like, are are you getting? Did you get out of this conversation what you were hoping to get out of today?
1: I did. Yeah. I I my head is is spinning and I have so many thoughts and um, I have like a better idea of like how i need to identify myself and how i need to go through every aspect of who i am and and write them all down and just kind of determine on whether or not they're they're i I don't even know like gonna help me
0: or they're gonna destroy me yes that's perfect yes that's a really great way to put it because that is true. There are there are pieces of our identity. There 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 are pieces of my identity that were keeping me a stupid more super morbidly obese person. There just was, and that's okay. Like I said, they, they were there for a reason. They helped me survive, and I can't be mad at them because if I'm mad at them, then I'm never going to let them go. And and I for me to move on, I I needed to let those go. There, I think they they are all still a part of me. Um, and that's okay, because it made me who I am now. And it made me who I was before surgery, because you're not a bad person. No, there's, there's, like I said, there's pieces of my identity that I don't like, but at least I know that they exist. And when I have the capacity to dive into them, or when I see those pieces of my identity coming out, now I can go, oh, wait a minute, I know what that is. And I don't like that. So I can make a different decision. I can, I can, I can rewrite this story and I can make it be what, it, what I want it to, to be. Yeah, super, super powerful. Um, do you have any questions for me? Any, anything that like popped into your brain and you're like, oh, well, you know, what about this or this makes me think about this? I don't think so. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's that a good thing. Mean, that doesn't mean in an hour I
1: won't. No.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that is the power of, that is truly the power of our, of this community that we, that we created. I just, I'm, I, I forever remain amazed at the things that I learn every day, just like going through my Instagram feed. And I am so blown away that every time I see something on somebody else's page and I message them about it, or I have a question there's always a response. It's always super positive. I feel like it's always meaningful. And I'm just so thankful that so many people in the weight loss community on Instagram are down to be honest. There's just, there's very little smoke and mirrors that I have found. I mean, of course there, there are, but I'm just so, I'm just so, so thankful. So I hope that you continue to use Jason and I and continue to use East to West weight loss surgery as, as a place for you to go and, and, and to help with that. Cause that's, That's why we, that's why we created it. That's why we're here. So, okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our our conversation. I definitely learned a lot. Um, I definitely have some new things floating around in in my (laughs) brain. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us and thank you for, you know, like being brave and and asking that question. Cause you know, if if you have the if you have that question, so does everybody else. Definitely. So to all of our listeners and our viewers, thank you so much for, for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy watching it, watching us, please subscribe. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, and you can also find us on our YouTube channel. All you need to do is just search for East, the number two, West, underscore, weight loss surgery, WLS, and, and you can find us there. I think that's it. Any, anything else you want to say for the good of the order, Becca?
1: No, I just want to thank you and Jason for allowing me to do this. Um, I mean, it was totally a different experience for me, but I, I've learned so much, even like from this conversation that we just had to all of the podcasts so far
0: that you have put together. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. And yeah, and as Becca said too, if you guys love what you're hearing and you love what you're seeing, we would love a positive uh, review on uh, on the podcast app or on YouTube. Uh, the more positive reviews that we have, the the more kind of playtime it gets on those bigger platforms. So we definitely want to make sure that we continue to uh, to serve the community. And if you're like Becca, if you have a question about something, if you want to explore something in depth or if you just have a wondering please let us know so that we can talk to you about it and if we don't have experience in that or if we're also wondering the same thing too we can reach out to people in our community and and find the answers and, and get that information out to us so please do pass along your ideas we've had a couple really great suggestions from our community we're really excited to dive into them more and and like i said we're always looking for 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 new things to do so Okay. Well, Becca, thank you again so much for joining us. I hope everybody got something out of it. We'd love your feedback. We, we would love your input. And yeah, we're just excited to, to grow the community. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side.